Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Can you hear me? All right, all right, because I know some of you maybe not want to, but you have no choice this morning. Just kidding. Let's get set up. So, Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I step into the anointing that you have for such a time as this. For those that are here, those that are watching, Father, we just surrender to you and say, Father, have your way. It's not my words, but your words. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to be able to come and speak a word. A couple weeks ago, about a month or two ago, Pastor Andy asked me to preach this Sunday. And I was just seeking the Lord just what to preach because I I like, with a full-time job, I kind of like to have time to get in the word and study. Okay? Everybody know what I'm talking about? And so about three weeks ago, there was a short little girl over here, pre-service prayer, standing right here. Her name is Katyler. I can say she's short because I'm taller than her. <laughs> Precious young lady, loves Jesus, loves her family. And she was praying and she, she prayed a, she, I'll move forward. She prayed a scripture, Revelations 12, 11. They overcome them by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony as even not to love their own life. And that verse just stayed with me. You ever just, God just put something on you you can't shake? Yeah. And so I was just like, Lord, is this what you want me to preach about? And God said, yes. Amen. And so I'm going to speak on this verse Actually, I'm just going to flat out preach this verse. You know, I, um, I was on vacation this last week. Can we get rid of that ring? Because I, I, I don't want my hands restricted by a mic. I got to have freedom. So let's get rid of that. So I, so, so I was asked Monday by another church to to uh, fill in on a Wednesday. It's a church in Linden, big church for, for a certain age group. And I just felt like the Lord said, no, keep yourself available. They don't even know that. I didn't share that. Share that with my wife. So I said no. And I was over here, and I had the opportunity to, to hang out with my wife and watch our little granddaughter Jane and Tanner comes over from the church and he's chilled and shaking with a blanket and cough not feeling good he was fine earlier in the morning and all of a sudden he's just and so I said hey if you need me I'm here I'm available this is not even my notes so this is a freebie for you guys always remain available for the Lord Always listen and be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so I said, I'll come and check on you. So I I came over and checked on him about an hour later, about 5.30, 
And he's like, I need you to preach for me. I said, I got this. So I went, well, when I say I got this, I mean it's because of Jesus, okay? So don't, don't take that wrong. So I got myself, I went over, closed myself in my office, and I just asked for the verse that he was going to talk about, Revelations 3.15, talking about Jesus talking to the churches, led to see a lukewarmness. And then I just, I, I, God just began to feel and by 6.30, I had a message. I came out. We got into worship, worship. Man, it was just incredible. Kids praying for one another, and crossing the aisles, laying hands on one another, just, just praying and just seeking the Lord. And God just moved. I want to say this. Those that are watching, those that are here, when you make yourself available for the Lord, yeah. just do it. He will give you words to say. Yes. It's being in season and out of season. I remember a pastor, when I came on staff, he goes, he's, he's like, I'm not feeling too good. You might have something, you know, might have prepared something. I said, I always got something in my back pocket. How many know as a believer, we could always have something. It's not just because one's a pastor or one's a teacher, but each child of God has something in them that they can just, it's just being available. It's just stepping out and allowing God to use you. Amen? Okay, I got to get into my message. Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. The word of God says that we are overcomers. How? We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That is the only reason, because what Jesus did on the cross. And it doesn't say one day we'll be overcomers. It says that we are overcomers now. You know, this, this as you study this, it's talking to people that are left in the, in the tribulation. But how many know, I, I believe that we're going to be caught up with Jesus when, we come, when he comes back, amen? And we're not going to be here for those years. But... How many know that we can take this word right now and apply it to our lives? We are overcomers by the spirit, of, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the Spirit of God. Amen. Can someone get excited this morning? What this verse is saying is that we have already overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. It's not saying that one day we will, but have already overcome him due to the fact that Jesus' death and resurrection already has been fulfilled. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, interceding for each and every one of you. That's something to be excited about. Who are the people that have defeated the day? It's the saints. The people that have received the gift of salvation. The people that walk in obedience. The people that walk in total forgiveness. The people that live by faith. The people who have entered a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. How fitting that we just took communion. For those who took communion this morning, we're in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. The four characteristics of an overcomer, you must have a relationship with Jesus. You may be a worshiper. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you a worshiper this morning? Not just a worshiper on Sunday mornings, but are you a worshiper at home? Are you a worshiper in the shower? Are you a worshiper in your truck driving? Well, you might not have a truck. Your Prius or who? Or your cars. There's a, I, I looked at a couple, there's a couple people out there with a Prius, maybe. But whatever you drive, are you a worshiper? Wherever life takes you, are you a worshiper? Amen. A lover of God's word. 
Do you put God first, Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness shall be added unto you. The meaning of the word overcomer, it's a person who overcomes. Very simple, right? You overcome something. One who succeeds in dealing with or gaining control over a situation. A victor, a conqueror. Romans 8, 37, a lot of us know that. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. How many are so thankful this morning that we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. To be more than a conqueror means not only that we achieve victory, but we have overwhelmingly, we are overwhelmingly victorious. This church, we're kind of, we got a lot of athletic people in this church. And we got some basketball players. I'm not one of them. <laughs> but if it I am better than you, though. <laughs> Someone get a ball. If a basketball game score was 142 to 6, we know that the opposition showed up and actually was on the court, but they were no match for the victors. The win was, the win was way beyond the scope of a regular victory. Come on, somebody. The, enemies, the Bible says the enemy is the, the prince of this era. How many know that we are victorious. The blood of Jesus that was shed causes us to be overcomers more than conquerors in him. We, it's not just a regular victory, but it is a, a victory, overwhelmingly a victory over the enemy because of Jesus Christ in our lives. Well, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what is. What's going to excite you? We have victory. Victory in Jesus. I promised myself I wasn't going to sing this morning. I just broke a promise to myself. I'm sorry. But that, that, is, that old song has truth. That old song was, was uh, written years and years and years and years and years ago. But yet it still has truth today. Amen? Victory. The blood of Jesus. To be overcomers, we are partakers in his death and resurrection. It was because of mankind that Jesus went on the cross. And when Jesus cried, it is finished, Jesus fought the battle for all of us and gave us the victory. And you know what? It saddens me that some believe, even believers that have served the Lord for a long time still go back to their former self. They're still let past. Let past dictate what's happening in the future. How many know that we're a new creation in Christ Jesus? We're new creatures in Christ Jesus. You know, um, I, don't, I don't say this very much, but I know a pastor, he's into all these superhero movies and stuff like that. And I'm going to admit, I'm a, I'm a Rocky fan. I'm a, I grew up in a Rocky. I remember a wrestling match. Uh, we had this little Walkmans. Some of you don't know what those are, but they're little... Music devices we put on our ear. And I remember getting ready for a wrestling match and listening to Eye of the Tiger. Man, it was just like, I was just like, Pfft. and guess what? I went out and won. <laughs> but, but, also because I'm a Rocky fan, I had to watch the Creeds. So I went to Creed 3. Never thought I would get a, a, a truth out of a movie, but. He said, this to, he said this to the guy, I don't want to give it away, but he said this, and it was pretty powerful. Let go of what was 
and walk into what is. Man, I'm going to say that because I think it's—I think that's pretty powerful. Let go. I, when I said that, I was with some people that I work with, and uh, I said I looked at them, and I don't know where they're at with the Lord, but I looked at them I'm like that's going to preach, and they're like, "What?" I like, "Don't worry about it." But let go of what was. Let go of the past. Let go of the hurt. Let go of the, tr- the, tr- the trials that you walked through. Let go of them and step in and walk into what is. God's got a wondrous future for each and every one of us. You are overcomers. You're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's live in that. It's time, church, to step, in, step up and walk into that glorious, glorious anointing, that victory. Victory in Jesus. But some of us walk around like we're defeated. Today, I declare to you today, stop it. I know you're all thinking about that video that he shared. But come on, stop it. Some of you can even go home and watch that again. Two, three major truths. There's two that I want to talk about, though. The first truth, by the blood of the Lamb. We've been talking about that. How do we do that? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Everybody say, our faith. faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. John 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. It says in the world, you will have tribulation. You will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Oh, come on. Be of good cheer that you have overcome those tribulations because of Jesus Christ in you. You might have to buy a new pulpit today. I'll try not to break it. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why I have these verses is I want us to understand those watching, those here, it's nothing that what, what we do. It's all because of what Jesus, what he's done and who he is. And that's the only reason why we can walk with victory. We can walk with overcoming more, as a more than, more than conqueror, more than an overcomer because of who he is in our life. To him who has loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The blood of Jesus is the covenant of blood. It's not ordinary blood. For who have accepted him, we are in a covenant relationship. And it cannot be broken. He's a covenant keeping God. God is faithful. God promise, promises keep. God is a promise keeping God. I apologize for going a little fast sometimes. I get ahead of myself. The blood of the lamb overcomes Satan's accusations. Has he ever tried to accuse? It says in the word, he's the accuser of the brethren. He accuses. But the blood of the lamb overcomes Satan's accusations. Number two, truth. The word of our testimony. Mm. The word of God is the voice and the will of God for our lives. The word of God is the voice and the will of God in our lives. So if we can say that the blood of the lamb overcomes Satan's accusations, then the word of our testimony overcomes Satan's deceptions. Woo! That is good. Even if you don't think so, that's good. I'm going to say that again. 
If you're taking notes, community group, my community group, take notes. This is good. We can, we can elaborate it on Tuesday. But if we can say the blood of the Lamb overcomes Satan's accusations, then the word of our testimony overcomes Satan's deceptions. Amen. Knowing and remembering the work of God in our life protects us against Satan's deceiving work. Oh, it says he's out there like a lion devouring, trying to steal, kill, destroy. But you know what? He's not going to be able to with me or my family. Amen. Why? Because I have the word of my testimony. Amen. My testimony. Because why, do, why can't I have a testimony? Because of the blood of the lamb. Oh, that was powerful. That was powerful. I've decided to stop wasting my time about trivial things and getting caught up. You ever like something happens, you get upset at somebody? Trivial. You ever, you ever like someone says something negative about you? Trivial. You know why? Because if you have your eyes on God, if you have your eyes on him and what he's done for you, it don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Youth, are you alive today? Are you awake? Okay. All right. The pastor is. All right. Cool. I'm going to catch up to my nose. Knowing and remembering the work of God in our life protects us against Satan's deceiving work. He can't come at you if you, if you know and remember the word of your testimony. Because you can, fall, you can just stand on that. Amen? It's important that each and every one of us has a word of our testimony. When someone gives a testimony, it's something they've experienced firsthand. Right? True? In the court of law, a witness is called to give a testimony of what they have personally have seen or heard. If a lawyer asks them what someone else has experienced, that's called hearsay and not admissible in court. On this same principle, you got to hear me, church. On this same principle, we cannot say that we have a hearsay Christian life. So many people, I say, yeah, the pastor said this, the pastor. No, what's God saying in you? Each and every one of us. It's not just, I mean, coming to church on Sunday, that's great, fellowship. But it's a, it's a Sunday through Sunday. It's an every day, every hour, every minute. It's a 24-7. Come on, somebody. I, I don't want anybody in this room or those that are watching to, to say that they're living a hearsay Christian life. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing the blood that he shed for each and every one of you and the resurrection that he has. Come on. We need to have a personal testimony of what we have experienced in our life through God. I'm reminded of John 9:25, and I'm just about done. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good on time. Usually I'm long-winded, but I'm just saying what God wants me to say. Say amen to that. John, John 9:25. John 9, it talks about a blind man. From birth, and Jesus came and spit on the ground and made the mud and took the mud. And isn't it crazy? All Jesus had to do is say, say, be healed, but yet he chose to spit in the mud. And that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. 
But he spit in the mud, rubbed it, the guy rubbed it on his eyes. And he was able to see. He went to wash it. And he was able to see. And the Pharisees questioned the man. They called him in. The, the man that was once blind questioned him. Trying to get him to say something negative about Jesus. Trying to find fault. And this man, as you read the story, the man kept told him once, and then he says, I told you once already, I'll tell you again. And in verse 25, he had a testimony, a personal testimony of what God, what God done, because he says, one thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. He had a personal testimony to what Jesus did in his life. And I know there's people in here, those that are watching, you've had a personal testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. But something is keeping you quiet. Something is, something is keeping you still. I'm telling you, God wants to revitalize. God wants to remind. God wants you to remember. Because when you remember and you testify to the goodness of God, he'll continue to do it again. Amen? Amen? I, I know I'm preaching truth this morning. Are you guys receiving the truth? The man had a word of testimony. You may know a lot of theological facts, uh, theological, theological, a lot of theological facts about Jesus, but maybe never had a word of testimony personally, knowing his forgiveness, his love, his mercy, his power, his strength. It's time you experience him. Then make it your life's passion to compile word of testimonies compile a word of testimonies about the goodness of Jesus Christ because that's the goodness that's going to save our world. That's the goodness that's going to save people's lives. Amen? Amen. And for those that walk in the word of your testimony, just simply ask God to increase it. Oh, I want, I want, I want God to increase it. I want God to increase the word of my testimony. Amen? Who wants God to increase the word of your testimony? Because he will, as you just ask, ask him, increase it. And I'm going to finish with this. Stephanie, I know that we didn't talk in pregame, but um, if you can come up and just maybe lead us in some worship in a little bit. Just get ready. But there's one verse. I use it Wednesday night. I'm going to use it again tonight or this morning because... It's just, so I feel like it's a powerful verse, and I've made it, there's a lot of verses that apply to my life, the whole Bible, but there's one, how many have a couple of verses that stick out to you, you just kind of apply it to your life? Romans 12, 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor in serving the Lord. Zeal simply means great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause. I want, until Jesus comes back, takes me home, I want to be able to have such a zeal, an enthusiasm in pursuit of him. We know the cause, it's him, it's Christ Jesus, amen? amen. And spiritual fervor, I love this, that's what I'm going to say, spiritual fervor, evidence of faith that is alive. Evidence of faith that is alive. I'm going to tell this one story. There's a gentleman I overheard him talking to somebody about a Bible study. 
And but right before that, I heard him speak some language that's not glorifying. Horrific language. So I gently called him over and I just said, after that, the other gentleman, we were done with the conversation, I called him in a private place. I said, hey, do you go to church? He goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a born-again believer. I love Jesus. I go, you do? I said, people know that your faith is alive. Do people, do people know that you're, he's like, no. And I helped talk him and walk him through that and help him see. How many know there are people out there that need people with word or testimony to step out and just say, hey, I want to love you into the kingdom. I want to love you through that, even if they think that they're saved. And let me show you Jesus, the presence. So I'm just going to ask, if you're here today with head bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and those that are watching, you don't need to close your eyes or bow your head, but... Um, just make a comment on the out there in internet land. But just say, if you want, say, you know what? I need a word of testimony for myself. Maybe perhaps you'd like, you know that Jesus has done, you know, work in your life, but yet you just took it for granted or you just didn't think it was much. Let me tell you something. Every act of God in everybody's life is, is just as much important as the other one. It's the word of your testimony. Everybody's testimony is important. So if that's you, and just say, you know what? I, I, need, I need God to give me a word of testimony in my life. Just raise your hand. Just slip it back down. There you go. There you go. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, you see the hands that are raised? I pray, God, that right now, as they desire, Father, for, for you to give them a word of testimony, God, that you would just deliver in such a powerful way. Give them that word of testimony, Father, in Jesus' name. And if those here today say, I want God to increase my word of testimony, just raise your hand and say, God, increase. So, Father, those that want to increase, I just ask that you increase that right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As the worship team, as the worship team plays, I'm going to open up the altars for you to come down, and with and their pastoral staff, we're going to hear, we're going to pray for you, because it's one thing to raise our hand, but it's another thing to step out and come down and really solidify it before the Lord as somebody that's going to hold you accountable. So if that's you, if you're watching online, just go ahead and send us an email. We'd love to connect with you. But if that's you, as she starts leading us in worship, come on down. But you're free to leave. We're informally dismissed, but the altars are open as they worship. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.